Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Alandra. Say hello, Alandra. Hello, I am Alandra. I am a substitute education assistant, and I also podcast with my older brother on our podcast called Lando and Lexi. Today, we're talking about RDSPs. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. So right off the bat, let's talk about what RDSP stands for. RDSP stands for Registered Disability Savings Plan. So because it's called Registered Disability Savings Plan, I'm assuming there's some sort of criteria that you have to fall in, that you have to qualify for, correct? Yes, you have to qualify for the disability tax credit, be under the age of 59, technically 49 to get, be able to get the free government money, um, and live in Canada. Key part of it is the disability tax credit. So to qualify for the disability tax credit, which then allows you to access the $90,000 in government funding for your retirement in the RDSP, or Registered Disability Savings Plan, the disability tax credit covers off a number of things such as vision, speaking, hearing, walking, eliminating, that's always a fun topic to have with clients, feeding, dressing, mental functions necessary for everyday life, which CRA is currently updating this uh, criteria part, uh, and life-sustaining therapy. So some of them, like vision, um, does that... um like, does that have, like, any specifics? Because, I mean, I have glasses. My vision is not, like, twenty twenty. It's not perfect. Can I be somebody to qualify under it? Or does my vision have to be bad enough that I'm almost legally blind? So, the criteria is, is that either you're blind or your visual acuity in both eyes is 20 over 200 or less. Uh, using that eye chart thing, you know, the one with the big E on the top and stuff. Or the greatest diameter of the field of vision in both eyes is 20 degrees or less. So that would be tunnel vision or uh, peripheral vision. So if you have those types of issues, then you qualify for the disability tax credit and then you can access the RDSP. When can somebody, uh, I guess, like open one? As long as they qualify for the disability tax credit, um, somebody can have it opened at birth, really. So I'll just give an example of uh, somebody with Down syndrome. So they're born with Down syndrome. They know that they have Down syndrome. They get the disability tax credit right away. They can open up an RDSP right away. Uh, one of my youngest clients, they were actually born blind and... Um, their parents opened up their RDSP uh, when they were three months old. So they started collecting money for their retirement when they were three. Now, doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to be 
you know, functioning in society and stuff. It's just that they've got extra challenges. So, you know, they can, they just get access to that. You know, the life-sustaining therapy is for people with type 1 diabetes or other such um, type things that they need to have life-sustaining therapy. So if an individual has type 1 diabetes from the age of 6, they can open up an RDSP, get the disability tax credit, and save money for their retirement that way and have the government uh, partially fund for their retirement in, in the RDSP. So it's a, it's a pretty nice program for those that qualify for the disability tax credit. And there's a lot of people that don't even know that they qualify for the disability tax credit. So let's go on on that rabbit hole then. For people who don't know that they qualify and they open one later after like um, years after they say, I guess, like find out that they're type 1 diabetic, would that, would they still be able to collect the money from when they found out or would it start right when they kind of opened the account, I guess? So if somebody's been a diabetic since, we'll say, 1990, as an example, um, you know, taking insulin and stuff, so they can get the disability tax credit, but the credit won't actually uh, um, go back to 1990. It'll only go back 10 years so that they can get uh, extra tax refunds, and that could be up to $22,000 in tax refunds, so that's a pretty nice deal, but even with the RDSP, they can only go back 10 years as well to uh, get the grant and bond money. So the RDSP has only been around since 2008, so it's not like they're losing a whole bunch. But they could have, you know, collected an extra three years there from 8, 9, and 10 uh, for whatever grants that they had uh, coming to them for those years. So it's important to kind of find out if you qualify. And honestly, I've talked to a lot of people, like I had a guy, you know, he was kind of hobbling along and stuff like that. And I'm like, do you have the disability tax credit? And he's like, no, what would I qualify for? And I was like, well, walking. And we went through some of the criteria because he's waiting for a knee replacement. Go through the criteria and he's like, hmm, okay, I'll try it. Got his doctor to sign off on it. Got it sent in. Got it going back to however long he's been on the wait list for getting a knee. And um, he's got the disability tax credit until, you know, he can walk better again. So, you know, it's just one of those things of, do I qualify for this? I'd love to chat with people about if they qualify. So it's just a matter of being able to go through some of the criteria. Another one that I would never know about uh, an individual is, do you have problems eliminating, you know, going to the bathroom? It's kind of an awkward conver conversation, but if you have Crohn's and colitis or um, irritable bowel syndrome, you may qualify for the disability tax credit. So use these things to your advantage. And so for this, you mentioned that it's for your retirement. Is it just for your retirement or can you... Um, say, take the money like a little bit earlier? Well, it is possible to take it a little bit earlier. Um, kind of a, like this is at least a 30-year plan. So 
we will take a situation where a child born with Down syndrome has a um, uh, caregiver, mom or dad, whichever, who stays at home and, um, you know, sadly doesn't earn any income, you know, has whatever government support. And so income is below 30000 a year, collects all the bonds, which is $20,000, so $1,000 per year. So at 20 years old, this Down syndrome child has $20,000 in bonds in there and had other family members that put in $1,500 a year from birth to put in $30,000 over that first 20, 20 years to collect the other $70,000 in grants. So now they've got thirty grand put in from family, 90000 in government grants and bonds. So at 30 years old, now they've got 120000 plus whatever it grows that they can use for whatever because it's 10 years after the last grants and bonds have gone in. So now that would be like the most perfect case scenario. Not perfect that their parent, you know, isn't able to work and, you know, doesn't have much of an income, but in order to collect all the grants and bonds, it's a perfect gay scenario. If you could take disability out of the name, what would you change it to? Oh, that might be a whole brainstorming session that we need to get into. Um, Because really, it's not a disability. Just because somebody can't hear very well, they're not disabled per se. So I think disability has kind of a negative connotation, connotation, even for like type 1 diabetics. They don't see themselves as disabled. Most of these people don't see themselves as disabled. They just have other challenges. So maybe it should be the extra challenges tax credit and the registered challenges savings plan or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, something like that. It's really just for people that have challenges in certain criteria to be able to qualify for the tax credit um, to get extra money back on their taxes and to get money for their retirement through the RDSP. Is there anything else that you would like to add that you think people should know that I might have missed in a question? I I think people need to understand that this is a long-term savings plan. Like I said, like best case scenario, 30 years to get all the government money and to be able to use it. Um, It does start paying out at 60, whether you want it to or not. And uh, it's a matter of just asking the question, do I qualify for the disability tax credit? Like I've spoken to people who are missing limbs and they don't even want to try because it has the connotation of disability tax credit, like disability, but they're not disabled. And so, you know, a lot of times I'll just, say to people, hey, did you know that there's a tax credit for you? And then they find out later that it's the disability tax credit. But nobody needs to know, right? Like your employer doesn't need to know. Like it's between really you and CRA. So access the free money because honestly, it's a good amount of money for your tax return. It's a good amount of money for your retirement. And you know what? You've got extra challenges, whatever that might be. I don't care. Like if you're missing four fingers on one hand, you could probably qualify for the disability tax credit. So, you know, just for 
dressing, dressing yourself, you know, because maybe you have extra challenges doing up buttons on a shirt or tying shoes. And sure, maybe you've adapted. Like there's some really cool people that are missing limbs that are um, playing drums and stuff like that. Like super amazing. And so, you know, not, it doesn't mean that you can't. It just means that it takes maybe a little bit extra time to do it. You know, like even the walking criteria. The whole thing in there is, you know, it's not are you unable to walk? It's are you unable to walk or take an inordinate amount of time to walk? So I use the example of if I can walk a block and I need to wait for you to walk that block, then it takes you an inordinate amount of time to walk that block, right? Or if you need to rest after walking that block because you have COPD or you have asthma or something like that. Hey, guess what? You might qualify for the disability tax credit. So don't, you know, use that connotation of disability as negative. Look at it as, hmm, how can I qualify for this tax credit? Because there's lots of ways to qualify for it. And under the um, mental functions necessary for everyday life, word has it that CRA is updating the form to include or to be more inclusive, I guess, of other mental health issues, whether it's depression or PTSD or things like that. Waiting to see what the final result is of that. But, you know, that'll open it up to a lot of people who aren't disabled by any means um, that can now qualify for this and for the RDSP. So if you think you might qualify for it, even under, you know, some mental health scenarios, open up an RDSP, we'll wait for the disability tax credit get approved, and then you get all the back grants and bonds for these years as well. So it'll be good to have. So I actually thought of another question. Who... Who should people talk to if they think that they could qualify this? Should they talk to, say, you as an accountant, uh, to a bank, or can they just do it themselves? Honestly, they can do it themselves. But, um, you know, for me, I, I live in this every single day. Like, I can point people out in a crowd of who would qualify for this tax credit, you know, whether it's for any of these things, right? Like, you know, whether it's, some of the stuff, obviously, like if you have Crohn's or colitis, unless I'm watching you closely going to the bathroom all the time and spending three hours in the bathroom because I'm waiting to go to the bathroom, then, hey, I wouldn't know. But, you know, like there, there's just so many people that can qualify for this that don't know that they qualify for this, that they just need to, honestly, there's very few people that know the ins and outs of the disability tax credit and the RDSP. And so honestly, please call me because it, I would love to chat with you about it. The, um, when it comes to the disability tax credit, most accountants, well, all accountants know what it is, that it's a tax credit and gives you benefit on your tax return, but don't necessarily know who qualifies for it. Again, a doctor, knows what the disability tax credit is, but doesn't necessarily go out of their way to say, hey, you could probably qualify for this. You know, I did a presentation a number of years ago for doctors at the Foothills Hospital in Calgary that will simulcast 
out to a number of other um, hospitals. And we talked about the disability tax credit. And the, the conversation I had with doctors after that were, was they were just blown away. They, were, they had running through their head hundreds of patients that were like, oh my goodness, all these people could qualify for the disability tax credit. So, you know, it just opened up their eyes to be, to, to be able to do this. And so, you know, you just really have to find somebody that knows, like, unless you're missing a limb, then it's kind of a no brainer. Um, but I've had CRA deny people that are missing limbs, uh, for the disability tax credit, oddly enough, but it happens. So just honestly chat with me. If I don't know the answer, I will get you to the correct resource. Um, because I play on, you know, both sides of the fence, the the tax side and the financial advising side. It, it's, you know, I'm a good person to have in your corner to kind of see what benefits you can get out of this. So, um, but if you've got somebody else that knows what they're talking about with the disability tax credit, have at her. It's good. There's lots of people that think they know and that will charge you a lot. I don't even charge you anything. I'm just happy to talk to you about it. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? Honestly, no. Just truthfully ask questions about this stuff. Make sure that you've got the information available to you so that you can take advantage of it. And, you know, I've had some people go, oh, I'm not going to apply for that because, you know, I want to make sure it's available for other people that, uh, that need it. And... The government doesn't have a limit of who can qualify for the disability tax credit. So don't worry about it. If you qualify, take it. Take advantage of it. It's available. The government's just going to waste the money on something ridiculous anyway. So that you may as well get a piece of the pie if you qualify for it. So do it. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca and I'm Alandra Williams and you can find me on Instagram at Lando and Lexi and I'm Alex Williams popping in just to do the credits and wrap up here as I'm editing I want to thank both my dad Stephen Williams and my sister Alandra Williams for hosting today's episode if you want to learn more about the RESP, you can reach out to my dad through the links in the show notes. Remember that this episode was brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. You can find links to them in the show notes as well. And with that, I just want to say thanks for listening and we'll chat at you next week. Mecco.